Hi and welcome along to this week's edition of the Rodcast with me, Paul Johnson. I hope you're good. I hope you're well. The weather's not bad, is it? Bit cold in the morning still, but the sun's out, so we should be out enjoying our fishing. Talking of which, coming up on today's edition of the Rodcast, in our Tackle on Test feature, I thought to myself, well, we've been out doing some sea fishing testing quite a while now, for a few weeks, so I've come back inland to a lovely little lake where I've been out testing the Sonic Extractor Recon Carp Rod. It's an eight foot rod with a three pound test curve. And I went on my little lake in search of some carp. And I'll tell you how I got on there in our Tackle on Test feature. Also coming up on today's broadcast, we're gonna go back to school. Yep, we're going out looking for those schoolies, those lovely little silver bass, the young bass that can be found in our rivers and estuaries around the UK at this time of the year. So, they do give you a jab and they do give you a nice little pull when you catch the schoolie. So, welcome along, one and all, to the Rodcast. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Okay, it's that time of day. It's that tackle on test time of day that we all love. And like I said earlier, we've been doing a lot of sea fishing tackle of late, so I thought it only fair to address the balance and come back inland to a lovely little lake I've got use of just up the road from my house. I'm a lucky lad. And I got sent a Sonic Extractor Recon Carp Rod. Cracking little rod, actually. Um, It's only eight foot long. There's three different lengths in this rod, but I've got the eight foot one. And it's got a three pound test curve in the top section. Like a little telescopic rod, as a matter of fact. And not bad, mid-range price as well which I'll tell you about a little bit later. So we have the Sonic Extractor Recon Carp Rod. Um, Now, I don't profess to be a great carp fisherman. I certainly don't spend lots and lots of money on carp equipment and carp rods and expensive things. I do love carp fishing, and I do catch quite a few carp. But overall, I'm not one to go out really big-time carp fishing like the guys uh, out there of you who spend hours and hours looking for those big carp. I'm not that kind of guy. But I do enjoy carp fishing, and I tend to keep it simple and, dare I say, a little bit old school. Um, Just the way I am, you know. I'm not an old man, but, you know, I just like to keep things simple. When I go carp fishing, personally, I tend to take... uh, my magical bait, which is Baker's dog meaty balls, dog food. They love them up in the little lake I fish. Um, some luncheon meat, maybe some maggots and worms. I tend to fish for carp with all the freshwater rods that I've already got. I don't 
particularly have a carp rod of my own. But this fella is um, labelled a, a carp rod. It's in its name, really, Sonic Extractor Recon Carp. Now, what I like about this is when it's folded down and packed up, it comes in a nice little bag, and that bag is literally 29 inches long. So that's quite a good little short little rod. And when you open it up, the telescopic part of this rod is very clever because you slide to the right and slide with the left, the butt section extends out, and then the midsection of the rod extends out to your right, if you're right-handed, and you extend that out fully, and then you just, all you need to do is add the tip section. Also, what impressed me with the rod is it comes complete with a, a ring guard as standard, so, um, that, you know, might as well keep that if you can to put on your bottom ring, stop it getting damaged. And bashed about um but when it extends it clicks into place nicely the rods mainly matte black uh, with black whipping almost a kind of stealth in its um in its appearance and what i like about it, it is a little bit like a poacher's rod you know you used to get a little small four foot five foot poacher's rod obviously it's an eight foot rod but it, it's got that feel about it and it's very very light and nice to hold um the butt end is nice and long as well um, and that'll go nicely along your forearm to your elbow in my case i'm six foot and that fits me rather well as well also what i like about it is a full-size 17 millimeter dps reel seat which is of good quality it's a very good thread on there it's very well put together we have a wrapped sort of foam handle which is good and then on the bottom of the butt if you look right on the bottom of the butt there's the sonic s the letter s for the sonic brand on the bottom of the rod the ring protector's good as i say that's worth keeping and quite a nice little addition that and when you slide the two sections out this rod actually does feel really just like a normal fishing rod you you tend to forget the fact that it is actually a telescopic rod well i put on a two ounce weight here a little lead i did a simple ledger a running ledger which i tend to always use if i'm ledgering for carp in this particular lake um the lake i fish i've had carp in this lake i've been catching carp in this lake for a few years now up to 10 pound is the highest i've had um, but there are bigger carp in here the ones i tend to catch in this little lake are six to eight pound around that sort of area also in the lake we have lucky enough to have some tench loads of roach and rud and some eels as well but when i go carp fishing i tend to ledger with one rod and i tend to float fish with the other and i actually think that this rod also would be ideal for float fishing for carp with a carp controller which is another method i quite like to use especially with the floating dog food baits i use I like a carp controller because when the carp are feeding on top, this rod would actually handle that quite well, I think. So, is the ideal size rod for the lake actually being eight foot? I fish off a little jetty, so personally speaking, it's okay. How that would fare in a bigger lake, you know, where you usually see carp anglers with 12 foot rods, 11 foot rods, um, it has to be left to the imagination, really. But I don't see any reason at all why you can't fish a bigger lake with this. I had a fixed ball on, I had a little Shimano fixed ball on here, one of my 4000s, and I had that loaded with just 12 pound line. Two ounce weight, ledger, I cast the rod out, and it really did cast quite well. Again, you kind of forget that this rod is telescopic um, when you cast. It, it loaded well, and I released the little two ounce lead, and it really did fly 
out nicely. So after one hour, I was lucky enough to get a bite. Um, and this was actually on one of my favourite baits, which is luncheon meat. You can never knock luncheon meat. The carp in my little lake I fish tend to love luncheon meat. And it was nice. Um, despite me trying with maggots on this day and worms, luncheon meat tended to be the bait that was catching. Um, got a nice run. I picked up, got in contact with the fish straight away. Um, the rod felt good. I could feel the fish knocking through the rod. Um, strange that you don't get the usual bend that you would get on a normal rod when you lift your rod tip up. Um, because this rod, being telescopic, it kind of leans more than bends, if you know what I mean. Difficult to describe. But you don't get that rod bend that you would usually get with a rod that's obviously uh, not a telescopic rod. But I felt quite strong. Let the clutch go a little bit, let the carp run. Don't think it was a huge one from what I could tell when I was reeling it in, but it was the first fish I'd actually caught on this rod, and it was nice to get a feel of how you can feel the fish through this rod, even though it's telescopic. Um, it really was quite nice. Managed to net the carp, it was a common, it was only £6, but it was a good start, actually, because catching a £6 common carp on this rod just eased me in gently to uh, the day's fishing with this rod, um, which I was pleased to have, you know, God forbid if I'd have got a £20-pounder on the rod I've not used before, uh, probably would have freaked me out. As I say, I'm not a carp angler, but it handled it very well. Um, I tackled up again on this occasion with a float. I changed my reel to another little reel I use. It's actually a French reel with some braid on um, that I use in this little lake um, with a carp controller. I just wanted to know how this rod actually fishes if you wanted to float fish with it. As I say, the rods I use in this lake, uh, I kind of count as general purpose, even though I do fish for carp with them. With a carp controller on, a medium-sized carp controller, again, it casts quite well. A little bit of a whoosh as it went through the air. Again, again, being a telescopic, you, you lack the little load that you get with the two-piece rod all the way through the rod. But it did cast out quite nicely, actually. Middle of the lake on a carp controller, not a problem. I had a floating bait on here, which was one of my secret baits, uh, a floating dog food pellet. I won't tell you the name or the brand, just in case uh, we get complaints, but it floats. And um, within 15 minutes, actually, of it being out there, I got another take. I'm quite surprised, actually, because it's early in the season, but to get a carp taken on top was a welcome thing for me, which was quite nice. Uh, float disappeared, and I took out the slack. Again, I could feel the fish knocking here through the rod, nodding. Uh, holding the rod up high, I could feel the carp taking every move that it made, diving a little bit towards the bank, and the rod coped admirably, really, and um, got it in and netted it again. This time, uh, same sort of size, really, maybe a seven-pounder this time, once I netted it and unhooked it, popped it back in. So all in all, I caught two carp with this rod, and it really did handle it quite nicely. Um, it's It's branded a carp rod, and I guess there's no reason why... It wouldn't be. That is the Sonic Extractor Recon, um, the 8-foot version. £3 test curve. As I say, a good quality rod, actually. Very pleased with it. And what I like about it is when it's all folded down, you can actually take this out anywhere with you. It's a kind of travelling rod, if you like. So um, if you're wandering around, you could do a bit of float fishing with it. As I say, almost like a little poacher's rod, but not actually a a poacher's rod. Liked it very much. Price on these, £65 or thereabouts. 
not a bad price for a rod that you can have to handle carp and to handle other float fishing as well. And um, who knows, it might even work in an estuary, uh, in a river, a salted tidal river, if the current's not too bad, with a little three, three ounce weight on, could be quite good for flounder fishing if you needed to use it for that. Stop it, I hear you cry. It's a carp rod, your sacrilege. But no, I tend to use rods for quite a number of different tactics and fishing. I don't just have rods for carp and rods for different types of fish. So it's a good rod. That is the Sonic Extractor uh, Recon 8 foot. So give it a whirl, 65 pound, not bad at all. Very nice indeed. And that's your tackle on test on the Rodcast. 1 size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental and more. Learn more at uh1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At bluenile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hi, I'm Vernon Kay. And I'm Holly Mackay. And we're here to tell you about our brand new podcast, Parenting Past the Pandemic, brought to you by Aviva. Yes, we're going to be delving into a whole heap of parenting topics from the generational gap to online safety. And some of the big topics which have come up through the pandemic, such as helping to manage our kids' anxieties and how we can affect the world they'll grow into. Parenting Past the Pandemic. Find it wherever you found this podcast. Okay, it's that time of day when we're going to be talking about a species here on the Rodcast. We do it every week, uh, trying to help you catch some fish. Um, And today we're going to go back to school. Oh yeah, school. Schoolies, in other words. Those young bass. Now, many of you may or may not know, you probably do, if you're a regular fisherman and a regular listener, um, that young bass, juvenile bass, are called schoolies. And you can find these schoolies, as we call them, around the estuaries of rivers across the UK. And there's lots of estuaries around the UK. The one that springs to mind, personally for me, is the Thames Estuary and the River Medway Estuary, where it merges by the Isle of Sheppey, etc. And over the country wide there's lots of estuaries that people can fish in and many a times people fish estuaries with usual sea fishing tackle but also the great thing about these rivers and estuaries is if you're brave you can scale down your tackle a little bit maybe go out with a carp rod and a four ounce weight and what that allows you to do 
is have a lot of fun catching these schoolies on light tackle. And whilst fishing in these lovely estuaries, you'll also find that you're going to be around lots of other fish, including you'll be in amongst the flounder and other fish, whiting and possibly even some dabs and salt. That's the joy about school bass hunting, because you never know what you're going to catch. But in the summer, a late spring summer, that's when the schoolies start appearing. And these estuaries are basically semi-enclosed bodies of water which open up into the sea. And they're all around the UK. As I say, there's the Thames, there's the Medway, the Seven Estuaries. Technically, any river that enters into the sea is called an estuary, such as the River Neath Estuary. So all you've got to do is find a nice estuary and wherever you live, you'll probably find one with not too bad travelling distance. And what I tend to do is I go bass hunting around these estuaries. In this case, schoolies. Now, to catch a schoolie, to target a schoolie, is quite simple, really. They are very fast, very powerful little fish, and they're great fun to catch. But you have to give them a chance. It's no good going schoolie fishing with really big, heavy tackle, 25, 30 pound main line, whacking great big shock leaders, big 2-0 hooks. Because although the bass, the schoolies, will get onto that hook, it's not much fun. And obviously, we need to look after these bass. They are juvenile bass at the end of the day. And what you will find is many school bass are called around breeding grounds as the bass has been on endangered species and there's been lots of areas which are dedicated to bass sanctuaries or breeding grounds for bass there's certainly one in the river medway out by the isle of grain which is a bass sanctuary and that's great for the area around there because the schoolies grow and they get big enough and strong enough and then they tend to venture out into the creeks and the harbours and the little piers that you find around the River Medway. And it's a very similar story in all estuaries around the UK. So what I like to do when I go schooly hunting is, the bait is very simple, it's ragworm. They absolutely love ragworm. They will take lug and they will take fish strip, little fish strips, bits of uh, squid, etc. But your deadly bait for these fish is always going to be ragworm and not big ragworm either and only use a size two hook no bigger than that so when you're looking for flounders and, and maybe sole uh, like a scratch rig those size hooks are ideal for catching these schoolies what i tend to do is i use my classical running trace so i'll put a weight up my main line on a roller or just on its own I'll put a, a, a bead and then a swivel and then i'll put a snood on and they do like quite a long snood because the bass aren't necessarily a bottom feeder. They tend to search up and down in the depths of the water. A good sort of 10 to 12 inch snood and even further a 14 inch snood has worked well for me too when we're looking at catching these school bass. As I say, size 2 hooks, nothing too big, nothing too major and a nice, a nice ragworm just threaded on the hook with a little bit of a dangling tail. And the great thing about them is they're not out that far either. You can cast out 50, 60 yards, uh, and before long, you, if you're lucky, you could get a school bass knocking on your rod. And they do give you a knock as well, by the way. They knock and they run, and they do dive off with your bait. They are great fun, actually, to catch. They grow up to about 6 to 8 inches long. Um, some are a little bit bigger. But you will find also, as a bonus, in amongst the school bass, you may well find an adult bass, or maybe a nearly adult bass, which would be quite a big fish to catch. 
But in the main, they're going to be about six to eight inches long, and they're going to be fast, and they're going to be furious, and they're great fun because they do give a really fast bite, and you have to strike these. Not much point in letting the bass run on these little school bass because they just dive, pull you away, pull your worm off your hook, and away they go. They're very fast in the way they feed. So when you get a little rattle from a school bass, I tend to pick up my rod and give a little strike as fairly quickly as I can. And as soon as that bass, the school is hooked, he tends to dive off on a run, a bit like a carp would do in a freshwater lake. Now, tackle, as I say, a very thin snood would do, maybe a 15-pound snood or a 20-pound snood. 15 to 20 pound mainline is all you really need. You could even fish for these with 12 to 15 pound mainline and a carp rod and just do a running ledger on a three to four ounce weight and let that run up and down your mainline. You don't necessarily need fixed grips unless it's a very, very tidal river. Some of the estuaries and the tidal rivers do get quite fast flowing. But what you find with fishing the rivers, if you don't cast out into the middle of these rivers, then the flow and the tidal pool scent tends to be a little bit less, so you can sort of fish the boundaries if you like. But there is no harm in having a in having a breakaway on. If you want extra confidence of holding the bottom, a breakaway weight can be used. I tend to just put a four ounce rolling lead on, and I tend to fish on the inlets and the creeks around the River Medway. And if you've got similar creeks around where you are, that's where these schoolies are going to be found. Quite shallow water, quite narrow creeks, casting into the gullies. And have a look at the area you're going to fish before you go. So go there at low tide. What I tend to do when I'm schoolie hunting is go to a venue at low tide. Get the lay of the land. Have a look at all the gullies when the water's out and at low tide because you can find the dips and the hills and the little grass banks and there's clusters quite often of reeds and mud banks in these estuaries and deep, actually, gullies as well that can go down to three or four foot. And just get a general feel for where you're going to be casting out. Put that in your mind. Try and remember it and then you will find when you're casting out you've at least got an idea of where these schoolies will be digging around and looking for ragworm. Really good fun. Nice days. They tend to arrive in the spring, so you can fish these for spring and summer. The only thing I will say to you is, on the rivers and estuaries, quite often there's a lot of nature walks around as well, so do be careful. Do use a shock leader and do respect the riverbank that you are fishing off of because a lot of people walk along. You don't want to be leaving lots of lion and tangled up mesh there or even litter clear up after you and you can have hours of great fun hunting for schoolies and that is the species for this week on the rodcast go out and get those schoolies Ah well, that's all we've got time for on this week's edition of the Rodcast. I hope you've enjoyed it, we've enjoyed your company, and I hope we can now go out and catch some of those school bass from around the rivers and the estuaries of the UK. Don't forget to join us again next Thursday uh, for more of your fishing info. And as always, tell your mates to make a date with the Rodcast. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.